Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the most fascinating and the most helpful leaders in the business community from all around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And this day, my friend, you are going to step right through the looking glass of fashion and find out just how the clothes in your back cast a giant reflection on the changes churning underneath our seething culture. And to lead you through this, we have returning the noted expert on the amazing process of fashion forecasting. So take the hand of Miss Emily Liu, founder of Trendscope, who is, and she is going to lead us through and show you an ever-broadening market of fashion. She's going to show you why gray is beautiful and wrinkles can be stylish, why men and women are dressing and acting disturbingly alike. You're going to learn a lot of secrets from Emily. So whether you're one of our listeners from the fertile lands of the Ukraine, Eastern Europe's lush food basket, or you're from Kerala, India, whose nation deservedly terms it God's own country. Pull up your chair a little closer and partake of our Feast of Wisdom, all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. Emily, I'm so excited that you're coming back with us again to explain all about the, the mysterious industry of fashion and this, this <laughs> astounding process of fashion forecasting. So glad you could come. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we re- I remember uh, last time we were, we were at Halloween, then we were talking about uh, forecasting <laughs> last year, Halloween. That's right. That's right. We were Halloween, <laughs> Halloween forecasting, right? We, we picked, yeah, you picked out a perfect costume for me. Yeah. I tried to show my best side. I think I was sitting on it. Anyway, uh, yeah. you, it's been uh, a while since, since you were here, and, and you explained at that time that fashion forecasting is no longer a, a dictatorship of you know a few top designers saying we're going to do this. It's but rather it's a massive market research project that is performed globally by experts experts like yourself. So I, I guess I'm, I'm asking, as I sit here selecting my new full wardrobe, when did you and the other researchers begin their 2017 fall research? I mean, what, what was the process, when did you, and when did you start it? Uh, it's hard to say a clean cut, like let's start for that season because the trend is happening continuously. So right now at the pace, like we are now doing, uh, already done the forecasting for 2019. At the time we're speaking right now, we, we already done for 2019 spring and summer. And that is 18 months ahead. We have to finish and complete the conclusion, yeah. But what's happening is after we've done the conclusion, the work is not over yet. We keep confirming oh. about the season. We already done the conclude conclusion and keep confirming. Like so, for example, right now we already done 2019 spring and summer. And but what happened for the previous season, we keep confirming it. We have to do the updating and confirming. And all the oh. seasons confirming we are contributing to the next season, which is the 2019 and 20 autumn and winter. So it actually contains a lot of the season's information and more and more clear and concrete to the next season. 
So as um, continuously contributing. So it's not, um, it's hard to say there's a clean cut. The train will start from this point. So you just have to yeah. continuously, yes, for conclusion. Uh, but, but, you everything. know, Emily, it's, it's, yeah. at some point there has to be a clean cut. I mean, when, when do the manufacturers and retailers kick in for this season? I mean, when, when does, uh, for the 2019, all right, when do the manufacturers start producing this stuff? They have to be, if for say, uh, if it is a fab- fabric manufacturer, because they are the earliest, they have to be right. uh, 18 months ahead, a star planning and getting into okay. manufacturing. Yes. But how early they start their information seeking or uh, studying, uh, that, that could be much longer, earlier than that. But that is the daylight. It's like they have to come up with something 18 months ahead. Whether you're going to manage, yeah. yes, that that is the uh, that is day line we're talking about, yes. Say so if you okay. are a fabric manufacturer, yes, uh huh. Fabric is the earliest, and then it's apparel, it's a garment, and they can right. be early, right. yeah. And then it, they, they just sort yeah. of cascade after that. Wow. Exactly. Okay, well, yes. that teasingly yes. tasteful nosh at today's Feast of Wisdom. Uh, I think it's time for me to fulfill my duties as proper host and lay before you a few, um, I don't know, utensils for today's uh, Feast of Wisdom. And the first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important job you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you step back, grab yourself some fun, tell a joke, pull a prank, buy yourself and a coworker two celebratory cupcakes, something that sparks and enlivens? Or will you continue to trudge toward your goals with naught but the familiar grinding routine? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, I can tell, I can just tell you're yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book. So I am pulling it down right here. Okay, here's one, here's one. This is number 36. A broker is a person with the courage and daring to make himself rich by risking your money. <laughs> and uh, as an afterthought, you know, you're always working and trusting others in business. That's the name of the game. But do you ever pause to consider what's their motivation for this partnership? It's probably not the same as yours. So what can I say? And if you smirked a bit over that quip, you may thank the folks at Jeannie Murphy PR, where profitable ideas burble forth like a raging client-satisfying fountain or something like that. Anyway, uh, Jeannie Murphy PR is there to help all your needs to bring your ideas to light. And if you uh, uh, snickered a bit at that uh, quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy of 102 Best Business Quips, and you'll get a little laughter ammunition for all your fellow wage slaves. And as a third utensil, uh, we sumptuously spoon to you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is, the author who noted, I am fiercely loyal to people willing to put their money where my mouth is. (laughs) Those words were spoken by none other than the legendarily hard-hitting radio commentator, Paul Harvey. 
And stick with us, my friend. My congratulations to the winners, first of all, and and the rest of you stick with us, because later on in the show, Blurting Your Way is coming another enriching quotation. And if you're among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be, and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. And if you're correct, your knowledge will earn you a mind-enhancing gift fresh from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And so there, with all our utensils in hand, let us continue into the mystical world of fashion and how it's molded by the unseen hand of culture with our fashion forecasting guru, Emily Liu. Now, Emily, I've heard you say, really, that, that fashion is, is a looking glass. It reflects the changes in our color, culture, I'm sorry. Uh, and so could you tell us just what some of the changes are? I mean, I see some myself. Why am I suddenly seeing clothes models who are age 70, 80, even 90? I mean, I thought only 20-year-olds wanted to look stylish, right? That's interesting. Yes. Nowadays, you can see from commercial or you can see from the runway, there are always beautiful gray hair models. And I was saying the model agency, the 70-year-old model is as hot, as popular as 20-year-old one. And it was no never kidding. happening in history. Yes. And if it, you can see a lot of our commercial was including that they're showing how those gray hair uh, grandparents uh, as they roll their setting and they enjoy the beautiful, fabulous luxury clothes, just as beautiful as 20 years old. And that is a big hit. That is a big, big sign for um, a lot of things because right now we are at a situation which is the aging population is blooming for the global uh, uh. and the, the birth rate is a decline. So the uh. customer, the structure of the customer, uh, is a lot of them are aging ones. Yeah. So the age of population is blooming and, and they get more and more. And so they are also the ones who are richer. They are more affordable for those lucky oh, yeah. things or anything. Yeah. So, of course, they have to adapt to this change. They have to make it to, wow, those senior people, they're not just senior. They act as fabulous as young people. They're also pursuing <laughs> their passion. Yeah. So that's what oh. you see. Yeah. That's what you see in the commercial or in the advertisement. That's, that's why they're well, all right. But now, look, yeah. you've got this population of of folks getting older getting wrinkles yeah and but they're also surprisingly physically active so and and there's more of them and you say and and they're voting with their dollars that's great so what are the how, uh how are the designers uh responding i mean what 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 kind of things would i look for so actually they do a lot of things to in make them feel welcome or make them feel trendy for the senior people because they need the recognition from them. So say, say if you or you and I, say if we were 70 and we are affordable for my many things and we look fabulous and in good shape, will you, will you buy things from a brand which is always celebrate for the 20s of the age and they look like beautiful models or on 20 you don't feel the recognition from them you want something yeah, more, yeah. In, more valuable more like a related to you yeah 
So a lot of brand, luxury brand, they change their new face. They select a lot of beautiful gray hair celebrity as their face. Yeah, lift up for this year. So one after another, everybody need to grab somebody <laughs> beautifully gray <laughs> hair to be their face. <laughs> that is interesting. This is what's happening right now in the fashion industry. Yeah, and it's no surprise. Well, that's fascinating. Exactly. Well, now, I I see this, but there's also, uh, as as you mentioned, as generally for most of us, as you get older, you get richer. You you have more money. I mean, you know, when I was uh, back in my college days, I I reached in my pocket and counted every coin. Uh, Now... Uh, as as you get older, uh, we're not seeing these these scrimping retirees. We're seeing them spending their children's inheritance. Uh, so, <laughs> are are there more senior style luxury goods for men and women coming out? Uh, they used to. We divided the clothes by age. Like senior people wear what kind of uh, twenty to thirty. They wear what kind of clothes, but that doesn't work anymore. There's only the trendy stuff for trendy people. So it's either, it's not defined your age, by age, it's defined by do you have a passion for pursuing something with a trendy and fabulous, and it doesn't matter which age you are. So looking to the commercial, you see, um, or in the advertisement, uh, you will see the same brand that created his uh, very trendy style, but it is suitable for doesn't matter you're 70 or 20. You look good, and you you look good, you look good. Doesn't matter which age you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess that's what, now. That's what well, is this going to be the same item as as the 20 year old is buying, or is it tailored to, to for that age group? Is it tailored in a way for the specialized age group that the 20 might not want to wear? <laughs> it's actually is the same. Uh, if we talk about the style, it's the same style. But but there is some uh, adjustment for the sizing recently for many brands to get more flexible no. for, about the sizing because of that's the fact you have to. But yeah, you have to be flexible. And people are ah. all brands. They are doing the the things. They're making their size more flexible. But the trend and the style. As for young people oh, okay. and for so-called senior people. And as long as they are trendy, it doesn't matter about the age. Another thing is interesting about is they are also trying to expand to the younger age. Not only expand to the older one, but they expand to the younger. How young do you think we're talking about? They expanding to baby or to child. That's no their kidding. Yes. So in the wrong way, you will see there are gray hair, beautiful gray hair. You also mm-hmm. see pregnant model and the baby at hand walking the track, the, the catwalk show. That's very interesting. Because why are they doing this? The reason and thoughts behind is because uh, they also want to attract the new millennium. Yeah. And also oh, for the new okay. parents, like um, ex X or Y, uh, X, Y generation, which they are now as a parent right now, they have a totally different way at raising the child. You can see from the uh, oh, celebrity okay. how they raising the child. They let them enjoy the same clothes, same fashion. It wasn't like before that the kids are kids. Kids doesn't 
kid doesn't need to be luxury or a kid doesn't need to enjoy. But nowadays, I'm sure you know, like for say in school, I know many kids have an iPhone, many kids have a iWatch even. A lot of young kids actually... They actually enjoy the same lifestyle as their parents, and that's how the generation X and Y raise the children. So what you're saying is that within our culture, there has become that generations mean less, and so from the the twelve year old is seeking to be stylish, and I'm not so sure I like all of that. But anyway, that's that's not an old fart. Uh, I, the twelve year old is seeking to be stylish, as is the twenty five year old, as is the seventy year old, and but they're all seeking a lot of the same styles because we've kind of banished generations in our culture. Would that be exactly. is that a fair assessment on my part? Yes. Oh, doesn't matter we like it or not, but that is really what is happening <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's really what Yeah, well, because it used to be children's wear, their children's wear style. It's like a cute, it's right. pink, it's yeah. But the luxury brand now see the, the very promising uh, marketing. So they now start expanding their collection, lay miniature size for kids. The, oh. Is that the trend? Is that the trend as the, the adult people, but they become miniature size, like a mini view? Because that's like how you see in blogger or in a lot of internet, uh, everybody posts the picture, yeah. how yeah the parents and kids are wearing the same style, and that's how nowadays young parents like, oh, like to oh, I think my daughter yeah. and I are sisters. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right, no, hey, it, it, it is what it is. It's, do we? It, and you're a fool if you judge. You are. This is fabulous. If you've just joined us, stick with us because you're going to love us. Anyway, you're listening to the Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the profoundly misperceived realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download really all of our episodes on the Art of the CEO.com. We have many, uh, we're on many shows, but the easiest way to find us is the art of the CEO.com. And uh, Emily, I think that right now you've given us so much, but uh, I think it is time for, for you've got us all racing down the runway, but why don't we take a gentle pause here for just a minute, take a brief survey of our Feast of Wisdom. Give me a, just a moment here to introduce to you the companies by whose good graces we are here today. And the first one is the newly transformed marketing consulting firm of Jeannie Murphy PR. And I, I've got to tell you that if you are hiding your light under a bushel, shame on you. Call JeannieMurphyPR.com and she will lift up the load and put you where you desperately need to be, to be seen by the people who count. For everything from B2B services to a board game that you're sending, selling retail. And secondly, allow me to introduce to you uh, the other company, our other sponsoring company, Prometheus Publishing, who provides concise counsel for business masters in the books that you really, really need and want to read. Take a look at this particular week. Take a look at Accountability. The Key to Driving High Performance Culture by the rather amazing Greg Buston. And what makes this particular business tool so valuable is that Greg's accountability begins with and hinges on character. 
Yes, I mean that. You character, and he uses a, a sort of a multifaceted approach, and he guides you as a leader to honing the quality of yourself, and then points out the applicable avenues where you can bring along your team. It, it's just refreshing to see a long-forgotten element of achievement brought back to the fore. So you can pick up your copy of, of Accountability at bartsbooks.com. And speaking of business masters who have both uh, character and profound insights, uh, turn with your ears back to, with me to our fashion forecaster, Emily Liu, who is going to tell us how our cultural desires are made evident by the rags and the glad rags that we are donning today. Okay, Emily, yes. we've touched on it before, but let's hit the big one, gender. Mm-hmm. I just looked at of the Mac OS, uh, OS X Snow Leopard yeah. manual, computer manual, uh-huh. goes uh, out to everyone. Two people as genderly dressed as possible. Both jeans, uh-huh. both black jeans, both black T-shirts. you got to gaze yeah. twice to guess which one is headed for the men's room. And, <laughs> and so I guess yeah. I'm saying, is this genderless look, is it just dress? Or is there something churning around in our culture that, uh, that, that this is exemplifying? This is what is, what is happening right now and reflecting on the clothes. And this is a culture thing. Yeah, and because right now, as women's wear and the men's wear, the biggest change is you could see from the men's wear, they're getting more colors, they're more pattern, they're getting more supper. And because... Right now, we're at the age and the time where men are encouraged to release their intersubness. You can see now we have a twice of the numbers as more stay-at-home dead than 1989. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And women are encouraged to do things where they used to be like handled by men, and they do it very well. They're female president, they're female CEO. There's a lot of things that they used to recognize as men are better at, but now women are handled it and they're specialized in it. So the women are getting stronger and men are more softer. And then there's a, another, another kind of, um, you can see, like uh, genderless. Uh-huh. So it's a blurry about the gender. So in London, there's some department store. They actually have one floor just called a genderless floor. And the that no floor, kidding. yeah, you can buy any clothes, which is there. All the brands are genderless. So you can, like, doing shopping for one couple, like, going there for shopping. And then whether they both, they can both wear um, for the future days. Yeah. There's no women's wear, a man's wear. They both could wear. So that's actually is our culture reflecting on the clothes. And we provide the need. Yeah, provide wow. what they need. Yeah, indeed. Well, I got to tell you, Emily, I I understand this. Um, I think it's great for men to be softer, but not men to be weaker. And I think it's great for women to be to step forward, but it's not yeah. good for them to be harder. To this whole idea that they're the, the I, I resent because it's just wrong. This, uh, the people who tell women to lean in and pound the desk and be holler, that doesn't mm-hmm. work. 
It isn't nice, and you won't be invited back, and I don't care what gender you are. So I'm, okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting on my high horse here. and uh, <laughs> But I, I just have to say that, that um, – I, I'm one of these guys who really, really enjoys being women who enjoy being women and uh, men who enjoy being men. But uh, the, the times, are, the times are, are shifting. Yeah, let's say it's not a women try to be men, but women are more comfortable about being themselves. For example, there are more women they just kind of, well, give their self a break on the high heel. So the flag shoes are selling better. Well, so they're not oh, trying to replace okay. men. It's just like it's more comfortable about who they are. So which is a, in a good way, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, it's funny. As I see, um, as I look at the high school and yeah. college scene, uh, I, I walk through Princeton campus, say, or I, I see the kids from our local high school, I what I when I was in school, you could look at the yearbook and you knew ex- everybody. You, you could tell just by looking at the dress exactly wh- what what year it was because everybody, everyone had a, had a dress code. Now I see girls in in mid length calf skirts and mini skirts and jeans and every. I mean, they're wearing what people look. They're, they're wearing what they think personally looks good. Would that be a fair yeah. statement to say that that's sort of the trend? Uh, for young women now, they are, or teenagers, because right now it's different than the old time. They kind of expose themselves or they could see everything over the Internet. Uh-huh. They adapt mm. anything they want to adapt. It's really hard to like, ask them what to do, and they are very easy to obtain for all the trends. So they are free to choose, I would say, um, for anything they feel like they want to go for it. So it's not like before you can limit them or ask them to be uh, within one territory or one kind of trend. So teenager now as the trend for teenager, they're very, very in more diversity than what they used to before. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm all for the eclectic and the individual age. So you you've got you got me supporting that one. <laughs> I I just. Want us to to help uh, understand because you your job is to me it's immense. Uh, I just like to mention a bit about forecasting. You talk about gathering data globally to see what's selling. Give us an example of of just a few of your areas of research or how how you gather to to get your forecast data. The focus data, it comes up. Basically, we still need to gather the things like from tracial casual or anything, events about anything to do with the trend. Uh-huh. But it used to be easier. It used to be a forecasting book that you can, you, as long as you have the runway photo, you can do the forecasting. But nowadays, it just gets very difficult. So you basically have to include every tracial, all the tracial in the world, and all the window which is are selling, and all the things are happening, all the celebrity, who is wearing what. Everything happening, ah. you have to try your best to collect as many as possible. So there are millions of information being collected. But what does make it so difficult as not the information collecting? What's difficult for most of the brand and retailer or manufacturer is, with all the conclusion, how should I make my next move 
And normally, that's the, the time I will step in to give them the proper uh, suggestion. What is the next move for them? Because with all this information, it's not possible to take every step and follow all the trends. No. Or you need just one suggestion or just one, one major move for your brand. So that will be very crucial. I normally, uh, as my specialty, I do especially uh, giving the suggestion for the last mile. Yeah. Oh my God! So you really—I think that's interesting. And and as I—I I believe you—you've—we've said when we've talked that that the fashions that are going on in Singapore and what is selling in Singapore actually affects the the decisions for a, a clothes maker in North America, right? Actually, now we it's difficult for us to divide it by territory. In use, we can we can use to do that in uh, in our own time. But now, because of the internet, it almost happened globally for fashion. Yeah, yeah because yeah. you can yeah you can see everything. The color is here, is everywhere. So it's hard to limit it in one place. Although for some right. city, least, uh, yeah, like in New York, New Yorker always like black, and um, there are some cities they have their fabric color, um, but also, but for the trend, it's always happening, like kind of the, to everywhere at the same time, especially when we are all so and so into the internet things. So, yeah, there's really <laughs> no limitation. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there, there is no limit to it, Emily. No, just, I, I, I'd love to keep, to go on for about another two hours, but we're running out. Just if if you could just if if one of our listeners is yeah. sitting here and thinking that they're they're looking to to sell some of their clothes in the market, they need a good forecast or they need to know what the trends are. How can they get in touch with you? Oh, they can reach my number six zero nine nine three seven nine two nine nine. That'll be perfect. Okay. All righty. And if you are looking to know what's going on in the world that you don't know, call that number. Emily, thanks so much. I'm enlightened, amazed, angry, uh, impraised. think it's good i i you've really turned it all over for me so and, and <laughs> all of us thank so. you so much for having me yes oh uh, this is this is great we're gonna have to have her back on again yes we are ladies and gentlemen so as we round out today's feast i am bart jackson your curator of business wisdom leaving you with today's quotation that is who was it who said You either repeat the same conventional doctrines that everybody else is saying, or you speak the truth, and it'll sound like it's coming from Neptune. (laughs) And uh, as a hint uh, to that author, this American philosopher and critic has had the courage for half a century to attack and lay bare the giants who pull America's strings behind the scenes. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, simply scribble that author's name down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com to win an absolutely life-changing, career-igniting gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And be sure to tune in next week as Mary Lou Halverson, president of the New Jersey uh, Restaurant Association and board member of the National Restaurant Association, lays bare all the problems of this immense restaurant and hospitality industry that garners $800 billion annually and employs one out of every ten Americans. So there. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, 
The co-workers who tell you you are too young to understand assume that you are as big a damn fool as they were at your age. (laughs) And to you gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed the Art of the CEO show as much as Emily and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our shows by simply visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally to you who have honored us with your time, may I say... As always, it has been a privilege. I thank you.